Hello and welcome to Pixels and Ink, a CGM podcast. Sadly, Melanie is out of the office today, but I am Brendan, editor-in-chief at CG Magazine. I am joined by Phil Brown to my left. That's me. And Wayne Santos to my right. And it's, it's because of a sick cat. Mm-hmm. It is because of a sick cat. The situation we have here is due to a sick cat. Mm-hmm. So because I'm a cat owner, I can totally You can sympathize. sympathize. I mm-hmm. hope that that yeah. little you know, pamper pulls through because mm-hmm. I like my cats. Absolutely. Cats are wonderful. Yeah. Shall we get started? Sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. Fine. Unless you want to talk more about cats. Yeah, we can talk about cats for a while, but it doesn't quite seem like no, it fits we'll, the uh, template. That we no, no. It, it really we'll just doesn't, start no. off with news, um, yeah. the first of which is bad. Which is? Which is the fact that Terry Pratchett has passed away at the age right. of 66. Right, yeah, I heard that today, too. He died at home, surrounded by family and friends, and mm. his sleeping on his bed. Is that actually a story? Was his cat there? His cat was there sleeping on his bed when it happened. So You managed to keep cats in the story. I managed to get that cat in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was actually thinking about that, but uh, yes. Yeah, it's a bummer. Pretty young. Yeah, age 66, yeah, but it was was complications brought on by Alzheimer's. Uh, He had Alzheimer's. uh, Apparently, the way this all worked was that at some point in 2007, he actually just sort of had like you know this mystery stroke, and mm. everybody was like, "Oh, that's a bit weird." So he went in for the examination, and they were like, "Okay, you did have a stroke, but it was actually brought on by um, the onset of Alzheimer's, where you've got a condition um, where the Alzheimer's is not actually going after your cognitive functions. It's mm. actually a rare form of Alzheimer's that's affecting you largely physically, not mm. mentally." So. His, you know, fortunately for the rest of the world, his mind was intact and he was able to continue on writing his books through a combination of dictation and speech recognition mm. software. And he even actually managed to finish like his latest book last year. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's Alas, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, he was ill and it happened and he's in a better place now, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, it's, just a sh- like, it's a shame. But he had, you know, pretty incredible career. Over so. 70 books. Yeah. yeah. 70? Over 70. Oh, God. Yeah, he was yeah. he was actually cranking them out at an average of two to three books per year. So, mm. um, yeah, pretty prolific. I mean, I don't know whether that matches the same level of productivity as Stephen King, which mm-hmm. is mind-bogglingly insane. Mm-hmm. His his level of book productivity is just unreal. Mm-hmm. That's or, true. Or R.L. Stein. Yeah. Who was oh, cranking God. them out a couple, who was cranking out like one, one a week for yeah. a while there. So, under, with, you know, a staff, yeah. but that's not here nor there. <laughs> okay. But, you know, it's like, yeah, still, it's, it's, it's nice to see that, you know, it's like even in the United Kingdom, his, you know, it's like home country. It's like, you know, he was actually, as far as genre fiction goes, he was actually number two only to J.K. Rowling. Oh, uh, was so, he really? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's amazing. Well, so, I guess if you have 70 books, that kind of yeah, helps. Exactly, the yeah, exactly. Total sales like, and, figures, you know, yeah. And he was writing, like, you know, um, comic fantasy as opposed to, yeah. like, yeah. You know, children's stuff. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, different audiences. But, yep. uh, yeah, it's like... So, yeah, that's happened. Mm-hmm. So 2014 is already kind of getting off to a sad start. Very, because mm-hmm. We, we had yeah. Leonard Nimoy, and now this. Yeah, so of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a bummer. Yeah, so maybe we get the bad news out of the Yeah, you first. got good news now? Yeah. We got some good news. Uh, I don't know whether you've been following this, but we did discuss this, and we didn't get a chance to discuss it last week because okay. the news broke while we were doing, or after we did the podcast. Okay. But I'll mention it again this week since we didn't get a chance to. Mm-hmm. Rock Band 4. Yes. Has been confirmed. Officially it's confirmed. Going to be, it's yeah. officially confirmed. It's coming out this year. It's only going to be on the PS4 and the Xbox One. Yeah. But um, 
like you know you were cynical about it and i was strangely optimistic yeah and weirdly enough my optimism has paid off oh really so, they are going to be backwards compatible so with what they are saying is yes the legacy instruments mm-hmm. are actually going to be backwards compatible mm-hmm. um there are however some caveats to mm-hmm. this um it looks like it's more of a sure thing to happen with the PS4 than it is for the Xbox One. Right. Um, and the reason for that is the PS3 instruments, they just used a USB dongle. Yeah. Um, so it's like really old, straightforward technology, which the PS4 also happily accepts. Yeah. So there's no issue there. The problem now is the Xbox 360 used a proprietary wireless technology right. to hook all those instruments up, which the Xbox One does not have. Right. They're using a different tech this time around. So... While Harmonix is working on it, mm-hmm. they're like, you know, on the Microsoft side, there are some technical hurdles that we still have yeah, to overcome, yeah, yeah. as opposed to the PS3, PS4 thing where we just, oh, we just plug it in and it so works. You locked it, so you locked out. Yeah. Um, one of the other things is the DLC is also going to carry over. Dynamite. Um, once again, there is a caveat to that, and that is because of licensing issues, um, few songs aren't going to be making it over like the Metallica stuff because mm-hmm. Metallica is mm-hmm. being Metallica. Also, um, Rock Band 3 is not immediately going to be available for import. Um, right. They're working on it. They've, they've got, you know, they've got their lawyers on it, like, you know, working out the deals and all that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But so while Rock Band 1 and 2 and Lego Rock Band and all that DLC that you bought or most of it mm-hmm. is actually going to go over seamlessly, mm-hmm. they still have to work on getting Rock Band 3 out. And that may happen at a later date. We might have to pay an export fee in order for that to happen. But mm-hmm. it's not, it's definitely not going to be there at launch. Okay. But all the other stuff is. Pretty good. So, strangely enough, yeah, that, that actually worked out. So now we've got both Rock Band 4 and a new Guitar Hero game yep. set to debut. You know, it's like later this year in twenty. Yeah, I'm just shocked because of all the money they're going to give up by allowing all that importing and the old instruments. Yeah, it's, it's weird. But I, I guess one of the reasons that they were able to get away with it is yeah. because they are no longer partnered up with like EA or MTV. Oh, uh, okay. So they no longer have that big mandate from on right. high saying, how the hell do we monetize? I also wouldn't be surprised if, the new instruments have new options that the old instruments won't to entice you strangely, to get the new instruments. Strangely enough, they say they're not going to be doing that. Oh, really? They, they've actually already officially announced that they're not going to be adding new functionality. Um, they're still partnering with Mad Cats, who mm-hmm. made like you know the original Rock Band controllers back in the day, which mm-hmm. some people are very unhappy about because they mm-hmm. always said that the Guitar Hero controllers were better than the Rock Band ones, mm-hmm. which I, I can actually understand those criticisms. Mm-hmm. That's actually valid. But yeah, they say that, that they're not going to be introducing any new functionality because they're trying to avoid feature bloat. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't want this to become this big ungainly thing the way they felt that Rock Band 3 was. Yeah, okay. We've got pro instruments and we've got keyboards and keyboards are not making a reappearance. Mm-hmm. They're cutting that out. So it's just really? the guitars, mm-hmm. the drums, and the vocals. No keyboard going forward, you know. So even though you'll still be able to play the keyboard songs that you bought for Rock yeah, Band yeah. Three, mm-hmm. it, it'll only be drums and guitars and yeah. all that. You won't actually be well, able to play at the least in this songs. edition. We can only assume if this is a success, there will be more Rock Band games. Yeah. Well, uh, well. See, actually, that's the other part where it gets very weird is yeah. that they have also said going forward, at least for this console generation, mm. the only Rock Band is going to be Rock Band Four. Right. And really? The rest of yeah, okay. We're going to. They said we're going to release the base game yeah. as a disc and you know digital download and. Any new additions that we have to it are either going to be free or paid additions that are downloadable. We are not going to be releasing Rock Band 5 in 2016 and mm. Rock Band 6 in 2017. It's always just going to be Rock Band 4 plus whatever you decide to buy to add on to it or whatever free content we decide to give to you if there's a new game mode or what have you. 
Cool. So that's it's all kind of almost you know too big too good to be true fan friendly yeah, in yeah, a way. Yeah, yeah. But this is what they say they're doing for now. I mean, yeah, they, they yeah, may yeah. change their announcements at E3. Who knows? But for now, this is what they're saying. So not bad. How does that make you feel knowing that you actually will be able to use your old instruments and your were you on Rock Band? For no, it, it the doesn't. PS3 it or? doesn't affect no. me. I, I used them for the Wii and I sold them. So, oh, okay. if I do get back on the Rock Band train, you'll have to buy new instruments. Exactly. Are, would you buy new instruments? Uh, if I had the old instruments, I would totally get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really that interested in buying a gigantic box of plastic instruments okay. again. I already did it the one time. It was fun. It was mm-hmm. fun. I mean, who knows? I mean, we'll would see. you buy like a single guitar for yourself, for example? That's or? not impossible. Okay. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah. It's been, yeah, like I loved those. Uh, I, I loved Rock Band and Guitar Hero. They were great. The thing is, I just, I've been not part of my life for so long that mm-hmm. I, I think I can, I think I'll be okay. But who knows when it, when they're available again and I see the stands in stores and everyone's talking about it again, I might not be able to resist. Yeah, because I will not be okay if I don't have Rock Band. Oh, no, I understand, Wayne. Yeah. I totally am not in any way pretending that the diluting your excitement over this. Yep, it's a big deal. I'm on board. No, I'm on board. And yeah, and there was a a long time when it was for me too, but Mm -hmm. I just... um, that's that's part of the reason why I sold those instruments. I, was yeah. just, I needed, it, it needed does some make more productivity. Me, it does make me sad that I won't be able to immediately play um, Bohemian Rhapsody since that was on the Rock Band 3 soundtrack. Right. So that, that that's kind of sad. But you can play it still with your well, PS3. I can on I can on Rock Band 3 on the PS3. Yeah. yeah but you, know, so so you yeah, can just, still play it. Yeah. It's just that would mean having to drag out the PS3 all over again. For oh, you don't game, have them so. hooked up? Uh, I on another TV, but um, you know it's like not the super Main sweet TV. home theater system. That gotcha. That one, yeah. So, well, but still, it's it's at least it's happening, yep. and they're not screwing over their fans mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form, which is like really surprising to me. But it's like, all right. Yeah, it seems like, very unlike the video game industry. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, so that's. So I'll wait for the other shoe to drop. Something's coming. Yeah. That there's, will n- there's no way that they're being this nice. Well, you know, probably, you know, it's like all the nastiness is going to come from Activision when they say, and you can look forward to, like, you know, Guitar Hero 12 in 2016, Guitar Hero 13 in 2017, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's like, by the way, all that stuff that you bought, that's not compatible, and Mm. you have to buy it all again, because this is Activision we're talking about. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Um, In other news, I don't know whether this really affects you much, but Mm -hmm. there was, you know, it's like this huge outcry amongst the Sony fanboys when... Um, Naughty Dog came out and said, so yeah, Uncharted 4, we're not going to be able to ship it in 2015. It's getting delayed to 2016. Yeah. So It's a bummer, but I'm so used to video game delays at this point that I just, let them, I just yeah. let them roll right off my back. I mean, it took how many years for me to get that South Park game that I so desperately wanted? That is true. As you did get it, not, I did, yeah, totally. Did I did get it, and it was amazing. And it was so, your game of the year. So. Yeah, and I'm also, that's the other thing, is that I just feel like, you know, if a delay means the game's going to be better... And I'm 100 yeah. percent fine with it. Which is clearly a lesson that Ubisoft did not learn. Yeah. With Assassin's Creed Unity. Yes. Or Microsoft, for that matter, with Halo: The Master Chief Collection, where yeah. the multiplayer was broken, and it's kind of like this is Halo. Yeah, yeah. People are buying it for the multiplayer. How could you drop the ball on that? Exactly. Which you know leads me to I I wouldn't be surprised at all if they actually delay Halo Five to make sure that that's also up to snuff because I mean, you know, it's like after after messing up, you know, it's like the multiplayer on the Halo Master Chief mm-hmm. Collection. It's mm-hmm. like. I think that if those guys say, well, we can ship it out on time, but the multiplayer might be broken again, I think they'll probably say, you know what? You just take your time on that. Let's not ship out a broken game this mm-hmm. time around because they're still feeling the sting over 
the Master Chief Collection. That that was not their finest hour. Yeah, totally. No, no. Yeah. But it, it depends. Microsoft might need that tentpole release for the fall. They might, but you know. I mean, and they might. That, be, that's the thing, though. It's like you know, everybody is saying that Sony needed yeah. Uncharted for well, the as thing their is, tentpole mm-hmm. release for the fall. Microsoft is, is their tentpole. Mike, yeah. Microsoft is in more dire straits than Sony. Is. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they might say they might smell blood in the water and say, "No, you're getting this game out. Dump as many people on this you need." Right. Yeah, but I I don't really know whether simply throwing more people at it will. Actually I'm not saying it makes sense, <laughs> Wayne. Like, yeah. Wayne. I'm not saying it yeah. makes sense. I can just see Microsoft yeah. doing it. Because, like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's not like, you know, Ubisoft is wanting for staff. And That's they true. still weren't able to get that thing out on time and yeah. bug-free. I agree. So, mm-hmm. so if it comes down to Microsoft saying, should we release this buggy just so that we can say hot to Sony? Or should we, like, you know, once again entertain the wrath of the Halo fanboys who are like, why did you release a buggy game again? Mm-hmm. Hard call. I mean, I, Microsoft's I in a hard position there, Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it's, it is an opportunity for them if yeah. they can get Halo 5 out and working. But if they release Halo 5 out and it's broken, then or everybody's going to be looking at them going, Sony cared enough about their fans. To well, here's the thing. What Microsoft could do is just cut some features and say, those will be added later in a yeah, patch. Yeah, they could do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they did that with the Master Chief where there's things that weren't available when you first got it and they patched those all in. Yeah. So like entire like multiplayer modes way, yeah. were it's like if those modes are broken then just don't include them for now and then, and then be like we'll give you extra stuff now yeah mm-hmm. make it seem like more like bonus features mm-hmm. than things you cut out and make them free and everyone's like wow you gave us free yeah. DLC that's extra yeah, that, that actually mm-hmm. is possible is just start cutting stuff out yeah. of the game that's broken right yeah. Now. Yeah. basically single player comes free and then there's mm-hmm. one multiplayer mode but we'll get more later yeah. we're gonna keep it's an evolving platform mm-hmm. yeah make it sound special. Yeah. yeah, I like that phrase, evolving platform. That's mm-hmm. just a great way of saying it's not finished. Mm-hmm. So, Okay, and in other news, speaking of exclusives, or maybe not exclusives anymore, mm-hmm. um, so Respawn Entertainment, a.k.a. the ex-Call yep. of Duty guys, yep. have now officially confirmed that not only is Titanfall 2 coming, it's also coming to the Xbox One and PS4 and PC. No one's surprised so by this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, look at it this way. Um, this week... Uh, People, uh, Microsoft was giving away Titanfall. Just giving it away. Really? Yeah. If you had Xbox Gold, I believe you just got it free. Really? Along with all the DLC. So they are really, they really want people to buy it. Yeah. Or at least be playing it, because yeah, no one's playing yeah, it anymore. Yeah. But it was, all, it was on PC before. Was it? Yeah, it was just PS, the PS platforms didn't get it. But even then, it felt like a flash in the pan for many people, because it was that multiplayer-only experience that didn't really have anything single-player in all. Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. It had a kind of a training mode. Yeah. Titanfall's the one with the gigantic yeah, robots, that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, a lot of people felt cheated by it. Like it was full price title that had only multiplayer, and if no one was playing it, the game was dead. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of how a lot of people felt about the game. Like it wasn't a bad game by any stretch of the imagination, but yeah. when you have when you jump into a match and it takes you 30, 40 minutes to get into a game that people want to play with you, mm-hmm. that's a problem. Yeah. So yeah. this be, is not surprising. People at all. that play a lot of games aren't known for their attention spans. Nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. So this is not really surprising. It's just kind of sad to see that it did this badly. Mm-hmm. No, I have no problem with Microsoft failing. But it was Microsoft. It was um, EA did that game. Yeah? Yeah. 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 feel a little worse about that, yeah. And Respawn did the actual development. So Cool. Eh, whatever. Well, I'll get to play it now. Yeah. Yes, you will. So that's I, I don't know whether you'll want to because it is a primarily a multiplayer well, game. Well, I mean, yeah, it's the second that. game that's coming out mm-hmm. that will be the non-exclusive, so it mm-hmm. might be a completely different experience. Mm-hmm. We could have a single-player experience. They, they might include one. Full-fledged. Yeah, so. That world seems like it is a lot. They've built a lot for it. They just 
don't have you play any of it. Yeah, they didn't really have the resources to let yeah. you fully explore that world. So I was like, eh, okay. Yeah, it, it was a yeah. new studio, I would expect. Mm-hmm. Okay, and in other news, it really took forever, um, but we finally got online heists yep. in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I saw, I saw. So that's, that's there. It's finally out after all of this time. A, a year after the game came out, yep. like it's finally there. So yeah, which I I haven't actually tried it. Yeah, yet, me neither. <laughs> like it's it's nice that it exists. Mm-hmm. I still want my Halloween zombie or vampire mode. Yeah, that's what I that's all I ever wanted. I don't care about this online heist stuff. That's fair. Yeah. Are there zombie heists? No, uh, no. Then I'm not. Yeah. Then I'm not interested. Although you you know it's like it is a given that you know, Grand or not Grand Theft uh, Rockstar is you know it's like working on you know it's like that additional yes, and that's what I want. DLC. It's like that's what I want. Yeah, they've they've already dropped hints that that's happening. So oh, I'm sure. Well, I mean, time, when so. they had the opening soon casino. Yeah. In I mean, what what bigger hint do you need than that? Uh, yeah. No, I I can't wait. Um, so yeah, and I, when yeah, that's just part of their deal. I mean, like I don't mind the multiplayer on mm-hmm. GTA; it's amusing, but it's just not yeah. the for, same. For you, for the DLC, would you want to see it with the same characters again, or would you want them to do different characters the way they did with like the Liberty City DLC right. for GTA? I, I don't care. Okay. I just want more. All right, it's as simple as that. Oh, so it's so it's not like you have like a profound attachment. I mean, to Franklin I, or yeah, Trevor. No, or... don't get me wrong. I like all those characters. Okay. It's just I also trust the Rockstar guys to create equally mm-hmm. amusing characters yeah. that mm-hmm. I could play. So I don't. Uh, I mean. I find it hard to believe that there won't be another character simply because when you do the character select, there is a yeah. uh, empty option. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's the most likely. Mm. The mo- you, know, you know what I mean? Because okay. it's like the circle where you see three. And then yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I find it impossible to believe that's mm-hmm. an accident. Um, but So yeah, I, no, I don't care either way. I just want more and I want it now. Okay, that's yeah. fair. All right. Uh, let's move it on over to comic book news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. Um, so DC has unleashed some new images on us for the. Um, I know where you're coming. So, I know where you're yeah, going with for, this. For like, I, I they're not calling it that, but I guess mm-hmm. it is basically the new 49. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because the new 52 is no longer 52. It's mm-hmm. like, what is it? 25 yeah. existing series yeah. and 24 new titles yeah. are coming out. So that's no longer a total of 52 titles. That's yeah, a total yeah, yeah. of 49. Um, and it's all happening in June with the Divergence storyline, which is once again going to shake up the DC universe. Mm-hmm. And Woo. they're they're abandoning the new 52 label. So I guess we're just going back to like, you know, plain old DC universe yeah. as opposed to this new 52 stuff. But in anticipation of all of that, they're like, you know, revamping characters again. Mm-hmm. So we've got Wonder Woman with mm-hmm. pants. I saw. And with these um, bulletproof bracelets that now also have like claws on mm-hmm. the end. It's kind of weird looking. No idea what's going on yep. with that. Yeah. And um, Superman's just rocking the t-shirt and jeans now. Yeah. Like Why not? Iconic cape. Uh, they've which... been doing that for a while though. That was uh, Grant Morrison. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that wasn't a huge surprise. Mm-hmm. It, weird one's Batman, though, which appears to be some sort of robo Batman. Well, like that, that's the thing. Is like, is that Batman? Is that Bruce Wayne in there? Or that's is the thing. They, they, other... No, you're right. They yeah. haven't said, so yeah. who knows what that character even yeah. is? But um, I mean, all I know is the storyline with that they're doing right now is called Endgame, and it's pretty apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't put them past it if mm-hmm. they have like the Joker kill Batman and then have his body revived in a robot. Because, I mean, it's comics. Like, he's going to, we're yeah. going to have normal Bruce Wayne eventually anyway, yeah. so I don't care. But, um, yeah, that was a very bizarre image. And to be honest, if it weren't for the fact that it's uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo who are still in charge of the book, I would be extraordinarily skeptical and pissed off. But because it's those guys, mm-hmm. I'm positive they have something 
so strange and bizarre planned that I'm going to be excited to see it. And in terms of the whole universe revamping, I mean, I could care less. It's not if it doesn't sell well, they'll go back to normal. Mm-hmm. And if, if it yeah, does sell true. well, event, do that, yeah. and if it doesn't sell well, they'll eventually go back to normal anyway. Mm-hmm. So this is just how these things go. And anything, you know, maybe we'll get something creative and interesting and unexpected. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. So, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, change is coming, but because mm-hmm. it's comics, it's like not really. It's not, <laughs> so. yeah, it's not permanent change, and there's <laughs> still going to be the characters yeah. you love. That is really sad. I mean, it's like you know, the, I, I, <clears> I still <throat> do feel a certain sense of betrayal going like you know years back when they brought Jean Grey back because yeah. you know, it's like I really thought that Phoenix dying, you know, back in the '80s was a mm-hmm. watershed moment for comics. Where it was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, you killed her, and mm-hmm. she's staying dead. And then it took several years, but mm-hmm. yeah, they undid that. And then afterwards, it was kind of like the downward spiral of mainstream comics for me. I yeah. Hopped over to like Vertigo and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. you should. Yeah. Yeah, it'll yeah. yeah, be fine. <laughs> life, okay. life will go on. Yeah. Um, um, so, and, so, yeah, there's that. Yeah, it's, uh, that's mostly it. I mean, there's some Star Wars news, but I don't know whether yeah, you want to do that. Yeah, I'll get so, to that. Right. Um, and I'm right. done. Oh, uh, woo! First up, I have uh, actually a kind of video game slash movie related story, which is it was announced today the BBC is going to make a 90 minute drama. About uh, Sam and Downhauser creating Grand Theft Auto. Oh, okay. That so sounds interesting. Grand Which, Theft Auto, the documentary. No, 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 like a fictional film with actors. Okay, so Grand Theft Auto, the biopic. Exactly. Okay. But I don't know. Like, do you guys know anything about these guys' story? I don't know nothing about the backstory. I just know of that GTA. they're from Scotland. Yeah, that yeah. Me, me too. So I'm assuming that they'll say the c word and 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 drink heavily. Yeah. Which yeah. is cool. Yeah. I'm on board with mm-hmm. that. But yeah, no, I'm curious because uh, the BBC, aside from the fact that obviously, um, just saying it's about Grand Theft Auto will create an incredible amount of attention that they wouldn't have gotten for any for whatever other drama would have filled that slot. Yep. There must be some there must be something to this story that makes them want. Well, I to mean, make you know, it's like it, obviously so. the climb to controversy as it happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, Grand Theft Auto shook, you know, it's like the perception of video games and not in yeah. a good way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there and are, it was also there, revolutionary from yeah, a design standpoint. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like they're, they're, I mean, it is the classic, you know, it's like, you know, rags to riches story yeah. with like, you know, a lot of natural, um, you know, adversaries and mm-hmm. obstacles to overcome. Like, it'll, very, it'll be hilarious to see what, yeah, I like, I would love to see how they're going to portray the whole Jack Thompson thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, you, know, yeah. you know that that's got to be like a major part of, of course. the later, you know, half of the story. So. Yeah, yeah, of course. So anyway, uh, yeah, that just was announced today. There are no details beyond yeah. that, but I'm, uh. I guess that that was announced yesterday, rather. But uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm I'm very curious to see how that goes. All right, next up, um, it's been announced that uh, Sony will also be making an all male Ghostbusters movie um, that will be directed by the Russo brothers, who did uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. And uh, it's not officially confirmed yet, but at the moment, it's looking like it will star Channing Tatum and Chris Pratt, in accordance to the hilarious. Uh, Explanation point and uh, exclamation point and uh, caps filled email request that Channing Tatum sent to Sony that was leaked during okay. the piece. Yeah. So yeah, there's going to be another Ghostbusters movie. That How seems does that excessive. make you feel? Uh, it seems excessive. Okay. Do a lot of Ghostbusters movies. It uh, seems like there's an element of hubris involved. Um, I, I don't know. It's weird to me. Like I obviously adore Ghostbusters. I. I mean, they'll be lucky if they can get one to work, let alone to have a whole universe. That's very true. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm concerned about that. That being said, um, I was blown away with what the Russo brothers did in uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And uh, their first movie, Welcome to Collingwood, is also a very quirky, interesting sort of character crime story. And they did great work on TV. So they're talented guys. Tatum and Pratt would be a really amusing combo. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the t- 
excuse me, the talents there. Mm -hmm. It just comes down to whether or not there's actually enough material to make. Yeah, I mean, if, if multiple it, Ghostbusters, movies. if they actually do believe in the material, mm -hmm. and you know, it's like, it, and it's not just a cheap cash grab, then yeah. it actually could be good. Yeah, and but, the other thing is, we still have no idea what the other Ghostbusters movies yeah. look like. So, like, it, from from the sounds of it, it's a radically different shift in the so universe. So, how freaked out would you be if they both ended up being good? <laughs> I mean, it'd be great. I don't see that. It's happening. pretty yeah, unlikely, but yeah, pretty unlikely. But they could actually both end up being. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because so. what I what I do like about what's being done with them is that they're basically all they're retaining is the concept of busted and ghosts. Yeah. Other than that, it seems like a very different universe. Mm -hmm. So who knows? I mean, I there was obviously a lot of outcry, uh, which I, understandably so, um, that this is just being done to appease. Um, all the people who are like, oh, girls, <laughs> lame, which obviously that's why they did it. And that is weird. And I don't know how I feel about that. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, there's the, the talent looks good. And at, at this point, I'm cautiously optimistic. We'll see. Mm -hmm. I do think that probably the female ones seems like the better bet at this point i would say so yeah but well, we're, uh, we're not going to see either one of these till like 2017 anyway probably no they're going to shoot the, the they're going to shoot uh oh no 16 will be the, they're shooting the the first one this summer oh, okay um like scripts done yeah, everyone's cast actually be able to get it out by next year okay yeah hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. so um so yeah so we'll we'll get a sense of it and then presumably by the time that one comes out if this movie isn't already in production mm -hmm. we'll know exactly what it is so anyway that happened, and that was a bit weird, but eh, what are you going to do? Um, I like Ghostbusters. Uh, all right, so uh, here's a little funny one. Uh, of course, last week, Harrison Ford was in a plane crash that he walked out of, which was an yep. amazing moment of badassery. Yep. And uh, I found an amusing interview with uh, Carrie Fisher this week where she said that last weekend she was in a car crash. Same weekend. So uh, she's... Well, then. Yep. So she's wondering... So she uh, hilariously said that she immediately called Mark Hamill to make sure he's okay. And is questioning whether or not perhaps the Star Wars set is cursed. So it's like what Star Wars Final Destination or something. Apparently, like that, so. yeah, apparently. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that was good and good for Carrie. Even if Carrie Fisher made that up, good for you, Carrie. I like you. Um, all right, next up. Um, yeah, this is a weird one. According to James Gunn, uh, Marvel Studios is not going to be a Comic Con this year. How all. is that even possible? Right. How? Right. Can, how can that even happen? <sighs> okay. Yeah, I know. Weird precedent, that isn't it? Sounds extremely disturbing. Yeah. I think what it is. Marvel it, got too big for Comic Con. Exactly. Okay. Um, because yeah. they, because la, la, remember in the fall they had their own event where they announced Civil War and mm -hmm. da 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 da. And my guess is that that's just their plan now is they'll have their own Marvel Studio event for the press. That's how they'll launch it. They're not doing Comic Con anymore. I mean because, that makes sense. It's weird though because Comic Con's become such a huge movie launching but program, thing, and they created that. Yeah, but then they can also. They're adhering to that now. If they make their own thing, they can control. They call all the shots. That's very true. Yeah. And then Comic Con dies, and a new thing pops yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 it also allows them to prevent. So anyone are, are from you saying that they're? Are you saying that they're trying to kill Comic Con and no. make it go away? No, 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 no. no. This they is just, what we think of the fans. They just don't. They just want to make sure that they control the message. And yeah. at Comic Con, there's too much variables they have to worry about. Yeah. And there's so many franchises exactly. that are there now. It, they basically have to take over all of Comic Con to do yeah. everything they want to do. It's which, like, this, the amount of movies they have is just too many. Oh, I know. It's just a weird move. Um, yeah, it is weird. Very and weird. Yeah, I was surprised to hear it, but that's the thing now. And what are yeah. you going to do? Uh, next up, uh, Tim Burton is going to be making a live-action Dumbo for Disney. And this sounds dumb. Yep. 
I'm assuming that the Dumbo itself will be CG and not a puppet. One can, <laughs> one can only assume. Okay. I mean, one Tim Burton's not actually going to get a real baby elephant and say, we're going to make this thing fly. I don't think... I don't, <laughs> He's not going to do that, right? I don't think we're allowed don't, to do don't that Don't do that, anymore. Tim. Don't do it. So, obviously, the initial reaction to this was just a whole bunch of what the fucks. Yeah. And I get it, and I'm on board. However, I was thinking about it a little bit, and... Uh, of all the franchises that Burton's rebooted lately, yeah, yeah. poorly, yes, I might all of add, them, yeah. yeah. Um, this one is actually a story of a freakish outsider who yeah. can't find acceptance. So this actually feels like a Tim Burton movie. That's fair, yeah. Unlike, a fa- unlike the fantasy action version of Marion, uh, Alice in Wonderland. So I don't know. Perhaps he's got a good idea there, or uh, perhaps because Big Eyes made no money and no and and uh, it made no money. No one saw it, despite the fact it's actually quite good. Um, he's just uh, retreating to. But did, wasn't he going to make the new Alice in Wonderland movie as well? Was he making a second one? Yeah, something like that. Because I've heard nothing about. I don't that. know what's going on yeah. with that. Yeah, I have no idea. Maybe they might. The first have even one made shot it. like billions of yeah, dollars. Yeah, the first one made a billion dollars. Yeah. So it's totally possible. Um, but anyway, yeah, he's going to do a Dumbo. I mean, it. Yeah, I do think it's a bad idea. It bums me out that he just keeps remaking things over and over and over and over again. He's out of ideas. But I do think that there's some potential here that he might have something. Meh. Who Maybe. knows? Who knows? Who knows? It's still early to say. Yeah. Until I, I'll, I won't. I, I'm reserving judgment until I see what his Dumbo looks like, and if it looks. Like Hideous. Danny DeVito penguin with a long nose. I am on board. <laughs> he gave a Sweeney Todd, though. He did give a Sweeney Todd. That was okay. And Big Eyes is Sweeney good. Sweeney Todd was amazing. <laughs> Sweeney Todd was great. And, and, Big, and Big Eyes I like quite a bit. And I even liked his Frank and Weenie. I like um, Frank and Weenie. Yeah. I actually enjoyed that. Actually, I mean, Paranormal was better, but... Paranorman? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it was still... It was charming. Yeah. Um, so I don't totally write him off, but I, he's making it hard for me to yeah. continue saying that. All right, uh, next up. Oh, this is great news. Um, uh, Lucy Lawless is joining the Evil Dead TV series. That I'm all for. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, as apparently a woman who's in charge of the resistance against the Deadites who blames Bruce Campbell for causing the mess. As that sounds amazing. Right? right? Wow. That's what I thought. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I can't wait to see those two jawlines square nope. off. That's going to be great. Um, yeah, I have nothing negative to say about the Evil Dead TV series until it exists. And, and then, then it, if have, it's bad, you can I'll have tons yeah, of negative exactly. things to say, I'm sure of it. Um, all right, and then finally, the Star Wars news we, uh, that uh, we teased Woo. before. So, um, Disney had a press event today. Um, amongst other things, they announced Frozen 2. Woohoo. But more importantly, they got into Star Wars talk. And they revealed, finally, what the first spinoff movie will be. Everyone assumed it would be either Yoda or Boba Fett. It's not. Nope. It's Rogue One. Yep. Sure. Um, which is intriguing, uh, obviously. So it's like Rogue Squadron, the movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, the founding of the Rogue Squadron. Um, Felicity Jones is going to star. Um, do, well, she's the only actress announced anyway. Perhaps she's the leader of the Rogue Squadron. Yeah. Perhaps she's a damsel in distress. We don't know. Uh, this is the one that's going to be by Gareth Edwards, the guy that did uh, the Godzilla reboot. Okay. Um, which was good. Which was good. good. Yeah. And the weird thing is the story, even though he didn't write the script, the story is by John Null, the chief uh, creative officer at Industrial Light and Magic. So not a oh, writer. Yeah. Sure. Um, but, but a uh, hardcore nerd nonetheless. Hardcore nerd and obviously deep in the Lucasfilm uh, yeah. world. He knows yeah. the lore. Yeah. So, yeah, I... Um, 
yeah, this could be fun. I yeah, don't know. I yeah. mean, again, it all depends on era if it's with those stupid chips from the Well, prequels. I mean, like, the, the important thing to me is that if this movie is about Rogue Squadron, mm. then this means that I get to see space battles, which yeah. are always, yeah. like, my favorite sure. aspect of Star Wars It'll be movies. all space battles. The in, space battles. It'll be all space battles in 3D. Yeah. And what's also interesting is one would have to assume, I mean, the Rogue Squadron's part of the Elevel, Rebel Alliance, yeah. so it'll actually be set. In the in yeah the uh, yeah rebel era yeah uh, the rebel so era the rebellion the, era yeah yeah so. so it'll actually be you know using the world from the original movies which I is cool it'd be, it'd be fun to see sort yeah. of side fan fiction I, I I would do wonder though if that means that we're actually going to you know it's like get more airtime with um you know the guy that's most famously referred to these days as like Wedge the unkillable pilot Wedge Antilles yes yes because Wedge is you know clear even though Luke gets the spotlight Wedge is the only one that's like gone through every major engagement mm-hmm. and like you know just come out on top he's never been shot down I'm assuming that Wedge will 100% be in the yeah. new trilogy uh whether or not he appears in Rogue Squadron I mean you know what no, if it's about the formation of Rogue yeah, Squadron no, they, they've be. got yeah. to show off like young Wedge Antilles right. because as well I mean yeah, yeah, in, yeah. I think by the time we get to Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. he's actually rogue leader yes. by that yep. point. I mean, it's yeah, like yeah, Luke yeah. was rogue leader before, but yeah. you know he gets promoted out of that, and so yeah. it's Wedge that actually leads the critical Death Star to yes. you know, assault. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, this sounds fun to me. Um, if it's I, got space battles, I'm just... Yeah, it's going to be all space yeah. battles. Um, it'll be also be interesting to see if it's a purely militaristic one and there's no mention of the Force or anything like yeah. that. That would be fun, too. Um, it was certainly not what I expected from Gareth Edwards. Yeah. I have to say, I thought he was going to be doing something based around With a monster. monsters. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm. That's it, it's a far more unexpected choice than I than I yeah, than yeah, I saw I coming that. for the it's first. Like what, what, movie. what if they like take this and it's like you know what you know we've never done with Star Wars we've never done a Top Gun let's mm, have a Top exactly. Gun with Star Wars I'm cool with that exactly and yeah. that sounds great to with me. a bunch of like you know shirtless aliens playing for volleyball sure. Tony on Scott, the beach. Yeah. And, yeah. Tony Scott did say that he wanted Top Gun to be Star Wars on Earth yeah yeah um, so, so it, it feels totally appropriate all right but the second bit of news that's even more exciting is that uh, Ryan Johnson will also be writing and directing episode 8 in addition to episode 7. Cool. Which is sweet. Um, I love that guy. There's no one I'd rather have in charge of the architecture of whatever this new Star Wars situation is going to be. It suggests they're going to be out there and weird and dark. Um, And again, it's hard to judge because we still haven't seen J.J. Abrams' pilot episode for the Star Wars cinematic universe. Mm -hmm. But um, I love that they're giving it to a guy like Ryan Johnson. That's... You know, that, that's a very unconventional choice. So I'm on board. Good for Ryan Johnson. Okay. He's a good dude. And that's it for news. All right. Yeah. So I'll do my movie review now. <coughs> okay. So, um, well, should I talk about Chappie? Because I didn't talk about that last, last week. Actually, you should. All right. So Chappie came out last week. Yeah. Um, I was extraordinarily excited for it because I adore District 9 and really considered the Obama cop to be a great white hope figure. And you love Short Circuit. <laughs> it's just I, I did as okay. a child. I right. cannot watch it now. But Johnny um, Five is alive. Uh, no, no. Okay, fine. Um, so right. uh, I was let down by Elysium, but not to the point where I claim it's a bad movie by any means. It just uh, still haven't seen it. Significantly no. flawed. Um, and now we have Chappie, which uh, in from the opening frame is very, very clearly Neil Baumkamp making. And on, like not a sequel to District Nine, but a movie styled 
around what he did in District 9. Okay. Um, so we're right back in uh, a vaguely futurized uh, South Africa with a single science fiction element and entered in. This time, instead of a giant spaceship with aliens, it is a uh, police force of robocops uh, that sure. have been uh, helping out the <clears throat> uh, curb the crime problem in South Africa. Um, Dev Patel uh, from Slumdog Millionaire plays the scientist who's mm-hmm. in charge of creating said robots. Um, Hugh Jackman with a mullet uh, plays the uh, evil army dude who has his own gigantic machine. Uh, How does he look with a mullet? Wants. Is it working? Ridiculous. Okay. Awesome. But it's fine That's what I wanted. Because he's a bad guy. Yeah. All right. And it's a subtle mullet. It's not an 80s mullet. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like so, a, so it's not pure partying. No, it's a FIFA mullet. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a FIFA mullet. Okay. okay. Um, but... Um, so yeah, he's got his own VR thing. They're feuding over that. Dev Patel, in his spare time, creates artificial intelligence. Sigourney Reaver, who runs the uh, organization that sold all these robots to the police force, has no interest in artificial intelligence because there's no money in it. So that makes sense, Dev yeah. Patel steals a uh, robot uh, to try out to use as an, uh, a police robot to use as his experiment. Um, and then when he's on the way home, he gets kidnapped by a pair of street th- uh, thugs played by Ninja and Yolandi from D Antwerp. And they want uh, they they want the robot so they can train it to be a thug to help their gang. Dev what? Pat- Dev Patel allows that to happen simply so he doesn't die and so that he can see if this works. Chappie comes to life. At first, he's sort of an adorable baby-like creature, and then he evolves very, very rapidly and quickly. And is well, you trained. You mean mentally? I mean physically. He always just looks like a robot. Chappie. Right? Yes. 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 Okay. Mentally. Yes. 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 Yeah. Um, and uh, and 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 uh, so he slowly develops a adorable identity, ha- split half between Dev Patel trying to teach him to be who he wants to be and to become an artist, and has very sincere scenes in which he teaches a robot how to paint, and between the ant where he wanted to Did be. Do those a scenes gangsta. actually work? Yeah, kind okay. of. Um, that's the thing about mm-hmm. Chappie is that it kind of works. Um, it's okay. Uh, so the uh, the biggest problem is there are sort of uh, five different tones and ideas of movie going on here that Neil Baumkamp wanted to make, and he couldn't really decide on what it would be. So they're all there, but he still paces the movie like a rocket as he normally does. So a lot of things are left dangling. A lot of scene oh, happens where you're like, what? Um, but uh, it's very clever. There's a lot of great stuff going on. No one does digital effects better than Neil Baumkamp does. Even with, this was a $50 million movie. It looks better than most $150 million movies. Um, the effects are amazing. Uh, Shalto Copley, uh, who's sort of uh, Neil Baumkamp's main, main acting dude. Go-to guy. He yeah. does the Andy Circus thing to motion capture and voice uh, Chappie, and particularly during the sort of early infantile stages, it's a really extraordinary performance. Um, and... Uh, yeah, there's some great ideas when when the shit hits the fan and everyone starts machine gunning each other. There's some amazing action set pieces in the finale. Problem is, it's just a little confused. And also, uh, DeAntword, who um, I quite enjoy, uh, they are not fantastic actors. I, I was going to ask th- that. They aren't actors. No. Uh, they um, and there are times when their sort of rawness uh, gives an interesting flavor to the movie, and there are times when they're asked to deliver emotions that they can't. Um, and but also, to be fair, they're not actors. Yeah, to be fair, they aren't actors. But you know, they didn't have to be major mm. characters no. in, a, in a major no. movie. It was an it was mm. a calculated risk on Blomkamp's part. One that pays off. One that both does and doesn't pay off. And if you don't know who the Dan- word are before you watch the movie, don't worry because they also are inexplicably listening to their own music constantly and wear T-shirts of their merchandise. That, that seems that even weird. Though it's not clever. A dress. Um, That's so clever, or not? Yeah. So. so 
yeah, there's a lot going wrong in Chappie, but ultimately it's just such a crazy, weird. No, let of... me ask you this, Phil. Yeah. Are you more or less excited for the alien movie that he's doing now that you've seen? Chappie? I'm still just as excited. Okay. Um, that doesn't change it. I like it, there is, you know, the verdict's still out on whether or not Blomkamp's uh, just a, a really talented and overambitious guy, or he is actually kind of a crack genius. Um, you know, it. it Elysium suffered from uh, him sort of being a little uh, complacent and trying to make more of a studio yeah. movie. Chappie suffers from him just trying to throw way too many ideas at the mm-hmm. screen. I also very much got the impression that watching it that it was sort of like a screenplay that was a few drafts away from being completed, but mm. it was rushed into production. Now, do would help the story at all, or does it kind of just make it more messy? Oh, no, they're necessary okay. characters. It's just they're not incredible actors. Yeah, they're not um, up to the task of what is being asked yeah. of them. Yeah, which yeah. is not to say it's like, you know, uh, like like Keanu Reeves and Blair Stoker's Dracula yeah. or something, where you're like, oh, oh this, wow. this movie would have been great without them. That, no. was, that was amazing, watching him fail at that oh, role, though. God, it was I so know. amazing. I know. It's not like that. They're not that bad. They, they, I fact, loved watching it, him fail at that role. I know. No, it's fun. It adds some fun to that movie because that's a nutty movie. Yeah. But it's not, yeah, they're not like, oh my God, how did these people ever get cast in this movie? They're just not, they're just not, they're, they're just inconsistent. Um, and it's particularly tough when you have Shafa Coplay doing such great work as Chappie and um, Hugh Jackman actually being a very entertaining villain and everyone that's around them is very professional and strong. So that can be a little distracting. So, yeah, it's it's messy, but it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, if you're a fan of his, there's no denying any, like, no one else could have made this movie. Um, I'm still happy that he's in, in, in charge of the Alien series, simply because he's yeah. a nutty, wild guy That's who's going to be taking a lot of wild risks with that franchise, which is that, that, what that franchise really needs right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't call it a great movie. Uh, it's certainly not a bad movie. Um, it's interesting. It's just ultimately... It's ultimately my own fault, because I was re- really hoping this mm. would be a masterpiece. Now, I mean, there's a lot of talk about the Alien movie right now, about yeah. if it's going to actually acknowledge 3 and 4, yeah. or it's not. There's conflicting reports right now. Yeah, yeah. Some people are saying, oh, he meant that it's going to find a way around them. Other mm. people are saying that, no, those just movies don't exist anymore. Yeah. And I'm not... Do, do we have a final verdict on what's going on with that? Or uh, I don't think we do. No, it's unclear. Don't and frankly, do. I don't care. Yeah, he'll find a way to make yeah, it. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. I mean, uh, Alien versus Predator didn't acknowledge any of them. <laughs> and it was That's fine. also true. We were all able to follow it. That's true. Um, so. But I mean, if they want this to be the next like set, set up for yeah, another yeah, yeah. series. No, I understand your you point. Ca- you have to kind of oh, I at least your point. deal with it a little bit. Well, but I mean, the no, other... actually, you don't. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to at all. I mean, that's the other thing is like, it's been, by the time this Alien movie comes out, it could be 20 years since that's Alien true. Resurrection. Yeah. So, like, is that, like, it, the people that you're talking about who are going to be clinging to the mythology, are, they're not even the the, the main true, target yeah. audience they're going to want to bring that's up fair. to this movie. So whatever they do, it's going to have to well, I mean, yeah, start it'd be from nice to zero. Yeah, well, I know that. Yeah, but I mean, more of just for the fans of. Gotcha. These movies just don't exist. Just ignore them, like yeah, what Star yeah. Wars did. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvel did, or Disney did with Star Wars. They said that stuff. Don't worry about it. We'll, yeah. we'll figure out what works. And what yeah, doesn't. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because if Fox wants to actually keep this going, they have to kind of have, of course, some narrative that people have to follow. Of course. I mean, it doesn't really matter though, Mel. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. No, don't, I, I mean. Personally, I I it, I don't care. No, um, I it, honestly, as long as it's a good story, yeah, and they kind of be like, oh yeah, don't worry about that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and really, like, 
there is definitely strong continuity between Alien and Aliens. Yeah. Other than that, the other those other two movies, good or bad, were definitely just some people coming in and taking and playing roughshod with the continuity. That's very true. So it wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, that's. I mean, like I understand why that's an issue because um, it is obviously a you know very beloved franchise, yeah. and I certainly love it. But to be fair, the only the first and second movies are great. The rest are just kind of they're masterpieces. They're there. The other uh, and yeah, they're masterpieces. And the other and I the only one I outright hate is Alien vs Predator Two, which is garbage. Yeah, well, I mean, other than that, they're all Alien fine. Four is not good. Resurrection. Yeah. It's not great, but, but it has got, some really good it's scenes, some fantastic sequences. Yeah, and yeah some not, interesting things are going on. Yeah, there's some, an, and there's some interesting ideas, and it's not as the, bad as its reputation. No. Yeah, the Alien Escape where yeah. they pick on yeah. the they one just, alien with the yeah, that just, was that yeah. was actually like okay, they, that's brilliant. Yeah, they've never they've never used the blood their blood yeah. against something else and also yeah. shows a higher intelligence to yeah. the aliens that yeah. up to this point yeah. they've basically been dumb things that just fought so yeah that was totally. a really effective scene where we were just like oh okay alright you, you guys are a force to be reckoned with uh, right. also it's interesting because you had Alien 1 where you had the aliens or Alien yeah where they were um, where it was it was intelligent it knew what it was doing yeah then aliens yeah they were dumb they were just Fodder. More yeah. like insects. Well, yeah. they were they were communists. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, it really was yeah. just democracy versus yeah. communism. Yeah. And then because it was the eighties. Yeah. And then what else Alien, do? Alien Three, they were smart again. And then Alien Four, they were really smart. Yeah, yeah. it got a just an evolution of the intelligence. And yeah, it's interesting in, in a microcosm. Sort uh, of yeah, way. for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, I just personally, I'm personally not super precious about it. But no, I mean, it would be it. really odd to make a movie that just pretended to didn't acknowledge half a franchise and yeah. then acknowledge the other half. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. And yet on the other hand, I think it would be perfectly understandable if they did decide to just do it that. It makes it easier. Say, let's yeah. let's just cut it here and go no further. So I mean the thing is like they're gonna have to explain they're they're they're, they're just by virtue of the audience is what they're recording for this, they're gonna be like re explaining the entire franchise anyway. Also so they're gonna, they can do whatever they're gonna they have want. to explain um Squiddy Weaver's age too. Yeah. Because she's on board and I believe the the um person that did Hicks is on that board as well, right? Well, I mean, Michael there's just... I, I don't know if Michael Bean's officially signed on yet. He's in the artwork. Yeah. So, like, one would assume... I thought that... It hasn't been announced, but look, Michael Bean's not busy. If they no. want Michael <laughs> Bean, they've got Michael Bean. That's not going to be an issue. Sigourney, yeah. I, I think he's come out and said he'd do it if they asked him. I'm sure, yeah. I'm, <laughs> there's no doubt in my mind he would do it. Um, so, yeah, that hasn't been announced, but I'm sure. Okay. If they want him, he'll, they'll have him, so... But anyway, yeah, no, Chaffee, pretty good, not amazing. Right I'm enough. still, I, I still really do think Blomkamp's an interesting filmmaker. It's mm-hmm. just becoming increasingly clear that he may have peaked with his debut, which happens. Yeah, it does happen. What mm-hmm. are you going to do? Yeah. So anyway. Like uh, um, Shyamalan. Exactly. Although that wasn't even technically his debut. Wasn't it? Was it was his third movie. No, it wasn't. Really? Yeah. two children, uh, two spiritual movies about children finding themselves first. Yeah. Okay. One he had done starred, movies before. Uh, one of which starred yeah, Rosie so. O'Donnell. Okay, did mm. not know that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, kind of sad. They that, try to keep that quiet. Yeah, I don't blame them. Um, all right. So anyway, this week's movie is Run All Night. It's the latest uh, Liam Neeson kills everyone movie. Uh, it's and who doesn't love those? Not many people. Okay. Not many people. Um, so uh, yeah, I was apprehensive going to see this because of how horrendous Taken Three was, but thankfully this one is far more enjoyable. It's directed. By uh, I'm going to mispronounce this uh, James uh, Collett Sarah, who did uh, no sorry Wom uh, Collett Sarah, who did uh, a Nonstop last year, the one uh, sure. on the plane oh, yeah. where someone hid a bomb in a briefcase full of cocaine, which was amazing. 
Um, it's his third movie with Liam Neeson. He did Unknown as well, which I have to admit I haven't seen. And he they, he also did The Orphan. I don't know if you guys saw that. That was not good. I really liked The Orphan. I didn't like um, it. It's insane. Uh, all of his movies are. They're basically live-action cartoons. Oh, I yeah. can't tell how much of it he does tongue-in-cheek or satirically. It wouldn't be surprise me if someone said all of it. It wouldn't surprise me if someone said none of it. Um, I really have no idea. This one's weird because it can't quite decide what type of movie it is, and that kind of actually works in its favor. Uh, for the oh, In the beginning, it's played as a very earnest drama in which uh, Liam Neeson plays a former mob hit, hitman in New York um, as part of the Boston, sorry, not Boston, Irish mob. Okay. Uh, run. Is, is there like any similarity between this and the plot for that Keanu movie that you also like? <laughs> John Wick? Yeah. A little bit. Okay. But not, not quite as much. No dog. Yeah, no dog. It's, but it's a little, yeah, a little bit similar. Uh, so yeah, he's a former hitman. He's now uh, sort of an alcoholic, just spends all his days uh, trying to drink away the painful memories. Uh, Ed Harris, who is a childhood friend and uh, mob boss, sort of keeps him around out of pity. Ed Harris has a son who's a nutcase. Uh, uh, um, and Liam Neeson has a son who's a very nice man, but won't talk to Liam Neeson because it probably sucks being raised by an alcoholic hitman. Um, I'd imagine so, through yes. a series of weird events, uh, Liam Neeson ends up having to kill Ed Harris's son to protect his own. Uh, Ed Harris doesn't take too kindly to that. Can't imagine why. And uh, pulls out all the stops because he wants the two of them dead. Uh, so what the movie basically is, is one night in which Liam Neeson and his son have to fight off the entire Irish mob and most of the police in New York City. Um, and also Common... Uh, who uh, plays a assassin with half his face scarred and a laser point gun like 1984 Terminator. Okay. Um, so there are times when this movie is, is trying to be a stylized but still kind of sincere crime drama, yeah, like yeah. say State of Grace or something like that. Um, and then there are times where it's just a ridiculous cartoon and Liam Neeson's dangling off the sides of buildings and Common's shooting at him with a laser, sight, laser point gun. And that's actually kind of fun because, like, the story's predictable, but you can never tell, like, is this next scene, am I supposed to care about these people, or are they going to be, like, jumping off motorcycles? I don't know. <laughs> and there's something amusing to that. Um, the performances are are quite good. Uh, Ed Harris, is, it's possible for Ed Harris to give a bad performance. Liam yeah, Neeson, he's done a good show. Yeah. He's amazing. Uh, Liam Neeson's very good as his sort of craggy, middle-aged Charles Bronson situation he's been working on. Um, Common's not good as the cartoon, but again, part of the fun. Um, at one point, Nick Nolte shows up, and he's looking rough <laughs> and sounds like there's something wrong with him. Um, <laughs> Nick Nolte is a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah, so, yeah. well, I mean, if you hear him speak, you'll understand. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, it, and that, and by the time he shows up, you're just like, whatever. To throw anything you have at me, this movie, this is ridiculous. I'm kind of enjoying myself. So, um, in terms of the genre, the now subgenre of Liam Neeson killing people movies, which I, I think is about eight at this point, it's a lot. depending on what you yeah. want to qualify. Um, this is this is definitely in the upper end. It's not as good as Taken or The Grey, which are the best ones, yep. but it definitely is, uh, you know, probably about on par with Nonstop uh, in a different way, which I enjoyed. So yeah, if you like watching Liam Neeson beat the shit out of people, this is a totally reasonable way to do it. Uh, to enjoy that, a simple pleasure. Um, it's not a great movie, but it's not a bad movie, and it's ridiculous at all times. So it's good for a laugh. I do love ridiculous. As you should. As you should. So, yeah, I was dreading this one um, because, yeah, the last two Liam Neeson movies were uh, 
Taken 3, which was horrendous, and then that one from the fall that was kind of film noir that was a failure. But this one is just stupid enough and just knowingly stupid enough to be a good time. So, Yeah, that's actually a difficult tightrope to walk. It so really is. If they actually manage to do it, then yeah, good on well, you. I don't think they did it deliberately. Okay. <laughs> but it works. Fair enough. Yeah. So, yep, yeah, there's that. Cool. And that's that. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess I can talk about things I saw at PAX. Oh, yes, actually, you went to PAX. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, I yeah, went yeah. To PAX. We should talk about that. Yeah, yeah. let's yeah. talk about things I saw at PAX. Um, okay, let's go. Let's just rattle off the titles I saw, and so, you can then... So instead of what have you been playing, it's more like what did you see at PAX? Yes. Uh, okay, I'll rattle off what I saw, and then you can guys can pick if you wanted me to talk about it. I saw... Rock Band 4. No, did you did not see that. Uh, did not see that. Okay. Um, I saw We Happy Few, which is that new game that has kind of a Bioshock Infinite look. With LSD? With LSD. Okay. Want me to hear about, want to hear about that? So Bioshock with LSD, except that it's not actually a first-person shooter? No, it's, it is a first-person game, but not really a first-person shooter. Okay. So what you do, this is a weird game. You basically wake up in a little bunker, and you kind of... It has a kind of a fallout feel as well, where you're kind of crafting things and figuring out what's going on in the world. But it's not post-apocalyptic. It's kind of post-apocalyptic. Okay. Because you don't really know what's going on with the world. Uh, the world is, it looks like 1960s London, but it feels like 1960s London after a big catastrophe hit. So everyone's acting kind of weird. Uh, the, all, the, all the water is kind of drugged a little bit. A little bit? You, get, okay. you kind of hallucinate a bit. All right. Um... There's bo- phone booths around the street that you can just go in there and take drugs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there's a weird kind of uh, live action like TV screen going on all the time that kind of follows you and like just has random stories about the world. And Okay, so what is the actual goal of this game? To escape the city. Okay. I think it's kind of like a London. And the goal is to escape the city. The city is, ra- is procedurally generated, mm-hmm. so every single game will be different. Okay, so this is not meant to be like a game that's played, you know, with a linear storyline. No, line but there is a linear like storyline as well. Okay, there's like certain events you have to experience. Like during the game, there's certain things that you will always see. Like how Diablo works, where it's randomly created, but there are certain quests and storylines that we'll always go through. Okay. Um, so you have you have a crafting mechanics. So you can build like lock picks. You can make uh, purify water and all this other stuff. Uh, but it's also a ver- it's an interesting world where you have to kind of it's not really afraid of everyone else. It's afraid uh, you have to worry about um, running out of food, running out of water. Is there a multiplayer component to this, no. or is it just okay? It's, it's just pure single, single player. Yeah. Okay. As of right now, it okay. might, this might change. It's still okay. really so. Early. It's it's not like those zombie MMO games. No, where no, it's no, Basically, no. you against a bunch of other sadistic no, no. bastards. This is who the, are the all point of this game okay. is to escape a city. You are experiencing everyone else around you, where they're all kind of drugged out and weird. And if you do anything too weird, they get angry. So if you run around, they get upset. If you do, are not happy, they get upset. If you start doing anything weird, they start just attacking you. So what platforms is this actually? Right now, PC, but it's looking at PC like... PC only? Okay. No, it will look... It, they're also talking about consoles. Okay. But as of right now, it's still so early, it's hard to say. It's, I played it on PC, though. Okay. Um, that looks interesting. As I said, it's still early. It's done by the people that did... Um, uh, what was the game? Compulsion Games, which did Contrast. Oh, okay. So, yeah, these, so these guys are up in Montreal, yeah, then? Montreal. Is that right? Yeah, they're a Canadian company. Okay. Um, beyond that, I saw the new Smite for Xbox One. It's Smite again. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to bother with that one. 
Um, oh, I saw this really interesting game where it's done by a Venezuelan studio, which I cannot remember the name of the game for the life of me right now, but I will probably put it in the show notes. Fine. It's a game where you're basically, it's post-apocalyptic future where you serve as a bartender and people come to you. So think of a, um, what's it called? Think of an old, like a Japanese um, like dating sim. That kind of interface where you have like a single screen, people come onto your screen, okay. and you interact with them in different ways, and it's just dialogue choices. But the game progressed via you mixing drinks for them. Okay. So you, if you, there's like, it branches off story-wise based on the drinks you mix for people. So if someone asks for a sweet drink, you give them a sour drink, it'll change the dialogue choices. If someone comes in and asks for something alcoholic, you give them something non-alcoholic, that changes the story choices to you. What was the name of that Tom Cruise movie where he played a cocktail. bartender? Yes, yeah. Cocktail, that was it. So this is Cocktail, the video game? Basically, yes. you're just Yeah. Okay. Um, I saw is it meant to be humorous, or is it no, like no, a dark it's, and it, disturbing it, it, it's thing? Kinda, it's kind of cyberpunk-y. Cyberpunk Cocktail. Yes. The video game. So okay. imagine you were a mm-hmm. so imagine it's one of the bartenders in a Gibson novel, but you stayed in that bar as the bartender. Oh, like rats the bartender from Neuromancer. Yes. Okay. Think of that. Sure. So you experience, Why not? You experience the post apocalyptic kind of dystopian world, but from the But scene. from a bar. Yes. Okay. It's interesting. It looks really cool. It's for PC. Uh, I'm intrigued, yeah. yeah. It's a PC game. It's supposed to be really dark, disturbing, which may, as I said, it's Taking it's kind of taking cues from the society going on right now in Venezuela and the problems they're having and kind of putting it in a video game in the future in a way of dealing with it. Looks cool. Um, but once again, intended for the PC master it's, gaming race, yes, not it, us yeah, console peasants. That so. one is PC okay. right now. Um, there, it's, was there it, anything at PAX for the dirty console peasants, um, or was yeah. it all basically celebrating the glorious PC master gaming race? Um, I mean, most things were talking about console, but okay. they aren't guaranteed. Yeah. A lot of them were talking about PS4. Um, I'm trying to think of anything that really stood out. Um, Overwatch is there. I saw some people playing it. It looks nice. That's all I can say about it, because I didn't get any time with it myself. Okay. Uh, I saw the second, the new episode of Life is Strange. Which is an adventure game. Yeah. We've already same, seen the yeah. first episode, so... Yeah, yeah, there's not much I can say about mm-hmm. that, other than it has new story choices. Yeah. <laughs> um... What else did I see? Uh, oh, n- uh, Necropolis. Oh, which is... Uh, it's kind of like Dark Souls, but in a weird Tron-like world. And still really hard. Really hard. Okay. Um, that game is, right now, for PC, it is in discussion for consoles as well. Uh, but no, nothing definite on that yet. It is really... It's if Dark Souls was fast and fluid and less janky. Because Dark Souls is uber janky. Yeah, that's part of its charm. Yeah, it is. Yep. This this is this feels really precise. It's done by the people at Caribbean Screams that are doing oh, those guys. Yeah, that yeah. did the Shadowrun Returns games. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, that's actually quite different for them. Yeah, right it's now, very so. very big departure. And but, once again, glorious PC master. Game but and I, base, they said so. it is in discussion for consoles. There's nothing for us console oh, peasants. Oh, so I'm so the sad. interesting I did see was um, Afro Samurai Two. Being produced by not by the studio that originally did it, but by Versus Evil, which is the people that did um, the Banner Saga. Oh, okay. So the, it's not the people that made the Banner Saga; it's the people that published the Banner Saga. Okay. Hmm. And yeah, it, they got the team together with the from the old studio that did the first game, 
and they're just doing it again. They got the li- uh, apparently the license was not renewed, and they just picked it up. And PC gamers can look forward to that one. No, no, it's oh. also consoles. Oh, okay. It is also consoles. It is going to be PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Hooray! Something for us dirty console yes. peasants. Okay. Uh, that looks interesting. They are not talking about a Samuel L. Jackson is in the game, but they said we will we will be in for some some surprises when they announce it. Cool. So could have Samuel L. back for that. Could be good. I don't know. They didn't say. Cool. We'll see. Um, I saw a lot more, but you can. Oh, um, Wolfie's interesting. Oh, is that Wolf. how it's pronounced? Wolfie. I, I think it's Wolf. Wolf. I think okay. it's Wolf. I don't know. Uh, that one is interesting. It is kind of has a feel of uh, Alice Madness Returns. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's shorter. It's about per episode. It's about two point five hours, give or take. Hmm. How uh, many episodes are there? There's two. Oh, okay. So about five hours so total. Yeah, four but or each, five each okay. chapter is only about ten bucks, so it's not going to be that expensive. Um, it actually looks interesting. From what I saw of the game, it looked really sharp. So it's like 3D platformer or it's, it's 2.5D platformer? 2.5D with some 3D sections. Okay. So it's built with Unreal. Um, Unreal 3 or Unreal 3? Okay. Hmm. If, okay. if you go to the site, I have an interview article with the head of the studio, and they explain why they used uh, Unreal 3 and not Unreal 4. Apparently, they were too far along to development to move over, and it would have just been too much of a cost thing to move everything yeah. over there. I mean, if you're an indie, then yeah, that's yeah, that's a pretty big factor. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, they said the game's basically, it's also almost done, right? The game's almost finished, mm-hmm. and um, they, they're just trying to figure out how to make it for console, because as of right now, it's the fact they've done so much custom code to it. To make it to console, you have to get rid of the it's custom code. It's going to make it a bitch to yeah. move over to, like, PS4 and Xbox yeah, because One they, they use to, so. they use only base Unreal three they don't mm. have Unreal three point five or whatever oh, it is okay uh, they say it will be possible they just have to basically want to see how the PC one does then they'll make the decision because it's going to take time uh, that's interesting um, we will have a review of that soon because the game comes out soon it comes out I believe the seventeenth oh okay yeah it, it's it's up there um, that's those I saw a few more titles but I'm planning to. Uh, Put some previews up on the site for them. So, Wayne, why don't you talk about what you've been playing? Um, one of the things I've been playing I can't actually talk about yet, can I? Uh, no. I mean, I can mention that I'm playing it. You can I mention you're playing yeah, it. I'm, you I'm cannot playing talk. Final Fantasy Type-0 HD yeah. for mm-hmm. review, but other than that, I can't actually say anything else okay. because of like you know, embargo regulations. Mm-hmm. But I can mention I'm playing it, so mm-hmm. I'm playing that. Um, the other thing I'm playing, which I really did not enjoy a whole lot, um, is Train Fever, which was unceremoniously dumped in my lap because everybody decided since I'd reviewed Train Simulator, yeah. this would be right up my alley. But of it turns course. out you need no train experience to play this game. Oh, okay. It's a completely different game. Right. Um, train Simulator was all about, you know, it's like driving trains. Mm-hmm. Um, this it game was indeed. Is, yeah. This game is all about the wonderful world of laying out roads and tracks mm-hmm. for trains and buses. Mm. Well, you know, so, that is a uh, hot, so hot thing. So no relation it. whatsoever. I, I did not need to use my train driving experience at all for this. Anybody could have reviewed this game. It's just unfortunate that I had to be the one. Gotcha. I feel so, sorry for you. Yeah. Sounds like fun. So, yeah, the game starts out in the year 1850, so you don't even have buses at that point. You've <laughs> still got trains, but mm. now you've got stagecoaches instead of buses. Oh, God, it's amazing. But, yeah, you are, like, you're taking your budget and you're laying out train stations. That's and you're amazing. laying out tracks between train stations. Mm-hmm. And you're laying out streets and putting stops for people to wait for the stagecoach, which eventually turns into a bus. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then 
time passes and you watch the uh, towns and uh, you know, the villages eventually turn into towns and you watch all this economic prosperity happening as a result of the public transport infrastructure that you've laid out right. and you use that money to lay out even more tracks and streets for more public transportation. And that's the game. Sounds I just described the whole so game. So boring. So it is for people who, for whatever reason, have had a burning desire to play around with the infrastructure of public transportation. Mm-hmm. I'm certain they exist. I'm glad that I don't know any of them. Yeah. So for those guys, I guess it's a fantastic game. The only problem is, is that you're wrestling with the game designers because the interface is not great. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm constantly struggling with the actual game itself to do what I want. So... Mm-hmm. At this point in time, I'm having a difficult time recommending it to you know like anybody except those who are willing to do a lot of homework. That's fair. Because mm-hmm. for me to keep playing this game, I keep having to go to the internet and looking for sources to find out just even simple stuff like why is it when I want to lay out the track this way, it it's not happening, mm-hmm. and the game's not explaining to me why I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So I constantly have to go to the internet to find out explanations for why I can't do what I want to do. And it's all there, but... You know, half of this game is go on the internet and do your homework about how to play the game. That's fair. So doesn't sound fun at all. Yeah, yeah it sounds horrible. But uh, so yeah, the next time a game comes out with the word train in it, I'm mm. pretty sure that I won't necessarily have to be the one to review it. I don't know. You got all the experience. Yeah. You got multiple games yeah, you can just play, compare it, it to now. You're yeah. the only one person ever doing train games again. Yeah. Oh man. I'd have to start from scratch. I'm going to interject. See, but that's the thing. Yeah. You can start from scratch because apparently the experience doesn't necessarily yeah, be. You can over. compare it. Now, now you can say that one train game is better than the other one. Uh, I don't know. I can't do that. Yeah. No. I'm, yeah. I'm sure that there are plenty of other people that would also like to take a shot at the train game. We'll see. Like yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm going to interject here quickly. The bartending game was called Valhalla. V A 11 H-A-L-L dash A. Wow. That's not pretentious at all. Nope. No, not okay. at all. Not at all. A post-dystopian cyberpunk boozem-up. Boozem-up? Boozem-up. That's a genre now? Well, that's, that's what the press release says. All right. Apparently. Hey, okay. Uh, Phil, do you want to talk about uh, Cody yeah, and Steve? Yeah, I played Cody and Steve. It's, it's, yeah, no, we're, we, we've, we've talked plenty. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a good <laughs> idea and a shitty game. And, and <laughs> end of discussion. Wow. But it had that nice steampunk aesthetic. It did. It had a nice steampunk aesthetic, and it was a funny idea, and it was sort of aliens uh, taking, uh, like, invading in the 1800s, and Abraham Lincoln uh, brings a, together a collection of historical figures and... Uh, uh, historical and literary And figures. public domain literary figures and a lion uh, to destroy the aliens, which was fun, and it has a really cool comic book aesthetic, including, like, word bubbles and frame transitions and all that stuff. Um, and I was really into that. And then you get into the gameplay. It's a tactical strategy game. Uh, there are sort of two modes of attack. One is a uh, third person running around sort of shooter. And that can be very frustrating because uh, you, the aliens are all hiding. And you have to like hold the camera in a specific place to aim to shoot them. And they're also, even while idling, jumping up and down. And you have to time very specifically to get them, which is frustrating because everything runs on steam and you always have to be very strategic about when you, when and how to use your steam. That is very, yeah, that sounds really tedious it actually is. having to micromanage the steam just to do it anything. Is. It is. Now, so. that now what I, what I just described is sort of frustrating but frustrating in a way that I, you know, once you kind of get into it there is a certain challenge to it and I mm-hmm. can see that being appealing. The real killer is that the other mode of battle is sort of a turn-based system and when you get into that uh Every time it's the alien's turn to hit, you have to wait through a status bar and then a long animation, even if the, the alien decides not to hit you, and it takes 
it can take up to like 30 to 40 seconds. Yeah, now, why did they decide to do that? Um, my guess is they fell in love with the animation. Um, it would have been passable if you could have a skip or fast forward button. Yeah. But they don't. Uh, so that just gets on your nerves mm -hmm. and it's frustrating because it, it is a well-designed game. And even, and if even those elements had been sort of controlled, it, I would have even been more positive on it, but they didn't. And it was a big waste of my time. And that's all I have to say about it. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. So nobody really has anything good to say about the games they played this week. Not really. I, I mean, I, I like what I saw. Yeah, it sounds like you said yeah. some fun stuff, yeah. but. Yeah. I yeah, if, if you are part of the glorious PC Master Games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, for us console peasants, it's like, oh, not yeah, a fun week. Unfortunately not. Yeah. It's too bad, because mm -hmm. the one I played could have been good. The mm -hmm. train one, I think, is going to suck no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. All right. So Although that was a game for the glorious PC Master Gaming race. It wasn't one? great. Yeah. That train mm -hmm. fever. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. As a dirty console peasant, I couldn't play that game. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> I'm actually not sad about the fact that that's not coming to dirty console <laughs> peasants. It's like, you, you PC Master Gaming race, you can... You can have your train fever game. That's fine. Yep. It can just stay there forever mm -hmm. as a PC exclusive, and I'm totally okay with that. Yep. All right. I think we're wrapping up. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at CGM Plus. You can find us on Facebook at Comics Gaming Magazine. Oh, I don't know where else we are. Mel usually does this. Yeah. I'm going to say Facebook. I, did, I said Facebook. Okay. Google Plus. Uh, whatever. Website. Twitter. Oh, uh, com is where you can find all our stuff. Digital magazine. And you can find the magazine on Pocket Mags and Megster. You can also find it on the magazine rack on the iPhone and iPad. Uh, from everyone here at CG Magazine, I hope you have a great weekend. Mel should be back next weekend with all fun new things she's been up to. Next week. She'll be back next week. We don't do stuff on the weekends. Yeah, they listen to it on the weekends. Okay, fine. Yeah. All right. Everyone have a great weekend. Bye.